You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It is wonderful to be back. Owen. Yeah, it's uh, very special because we've got Tom in the studio. How are you going, mate? I'm fantastic for a Thursday, yeah. Yeah, fantastic for a Thursday. Looking very dapper, mate. Looking very good. That's it. I uh, left the tux at home today and the floral (laughs) shirts in the uh, dry cleaners. So, maybe next time. (laughs) Maybe next time. So, Tom's our friend from InvestSmart. What's your role again there? Well, it's actually changed. It's investor education and product specialist now. And I think that's just because they're finally recognizing that I spend a lot of my time helping to educate investors. Mm. Mm. Do you like it? I love it. It's great. Yeah. It actually uh, is quite rewarding. Yeah. yeah. What's the best part of part of it? It's uh, getting feedback because a lot of, uh, of the boot campers at the end, they actually reply and give a lot of uh, reviews and testimonials and they say, uh, I've actually learned a lot of stuff I've never heard about before. Mm-hmm. And- I'm in a better place because I've done this course. So that's a good thing. And then you hear about their investing stories, whether they invest through us at InvestSmart or if they go ahead and invest elsewhere, they let you know because you can always contact us and have a chat. Uh, and it's good to hear that they're actually doing something with what they've they've learned in the course. Mm, that's, that's wonderful. Um, we're, what, a big topic for today is investing during times of uncertainty. So I remember the last time we had you in the studio, it was so much fun because- you just have, I feel like you have this really soothing demeanor. <laughs> yeah, like you can yep. just like talk people down from the stress and yep. uh, uncertainty of it all, which yeah. is which is really cool. So yeah. I'm stoked. I think that oh, I think I've always been like that, but um, I think even when I did psychology, they mm. obviously teach you about uh, I guess the counselling aspect as well. And um, but I think a lot of us are good communicators in that respect, aren't we? Like we know mm. probably naturally how to communicate, uh, taking or repeat what someone says back to you. and But I think having that knowledge as well, having worked in the industry like you both have, you mm. can sort of just see that it's a, a small part of a cycle. I was actually thinking this morning um, how in our jobs, what we tend to do is all that knowledge is there and we literally dust off the playbook whenever there's a different cycle. So when it's a downturn, you have to pull out the book that says, you know, it's part of a, a cycle. Um, you know, if you long-term invest, you'll be better off in the long run. But mm. even during like a bull market, you get a lot of people who will come to you and say, the market's too high. Why would I invest now? I want it to drop. Mm. And you've literally got to get the other book and say, well, you know, you should always be adding dollar cost averaging, but mm. I'm sure we'll get into that. 
Yeah, yeah it's interesting how many of those same phrases we hear come up time and time again mm. throughout all sorts of periods of the market. And a lot of people, it's just coming back to what should I do and how can I feel comfortable taking that next step? And so it's just finding different ways to communicate that and help people there. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Um, we've asked you to come into the studio uh, and bring us one th- story that you've been following recently because obviously there's a lot of stories that hit the headlines, which you just alluded to, but at any one time there's almost one great threat or one thing that people should be mindful of or one thing that the media wants us to think about. So what's one thing that you've been following? There's... So many at the moment, I think they're all uh, linked around inflation, interest rates. And one thing I was talking to Kate before about it was um, those of us who have a student loan in Australia, um, it's always been indexed. So, you know, the uh, CPI mm-hmm. has been quite low, consumer price index. Uh, so it hasn't really mattered too much. But a lot of us have also been going to uni, uh, you know, maybe we don't need to go to uni, some people. Um, but we get told to try different subjects. Mm. Um, you got to pay for that subject, but because you don't see where it goes, uh, it sort of sits away until you start working, uh, earning it's about $48,000 per year at the moment in Australia. So you don't have to start paying it back until you earn that amount. So the problem is, and it comes down to financial education again, a lot of us weren't really told how that works. Mm. We were sort of even told by a lot of universities and family uh, that, you know, give it a try. There's no problems. Like the worst you can do is fail a subject and you can do something different, but you're actually paying for that and you're paying for it later and it's going to be indexed. So it's going up by a certain rate of interest. Mm. And at the moment, um, I think it's going to be 7% or maybe even 9% this year. I think we year. looked at the other day, it gets announced in May. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In the next month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary. Like Warren Buffett has this phrase about... Uh, education and inflation he says the reason why investing in yourself is the best thing you can do is because you pay in yesterday's dollars for something that you benefit from today Mm. so if you went to school 10 years ago you would have like the the cost of the education then but you're earning from your career that is on the back of that now Mm. but the problem is in australia (laughs) unless you pay it off it still goes up it's not like in the states yeah Um, and a lot of us are doing double degrees now or a degree and a master's and Mm. so it does add up and some of those courses that people do as masters are not commonwealth supported places so people are paying a lot more and adding a lot more to their hex debt Mm. don't even realize as you say you don't i mean they send you the uh email i think every semester um telling you how much uh, it's going up by when you're actually studying but um i don't remember reading those i just remember (laughs) having to get my assignments in Mm. you know do any other kind of coursework but um, I'm not discounting university education. Mm. Like I think that it has a very uh, vital role. And obviously, if you want to get into certain professions, you have to do it. But um, I do like the idea. It you know it does teach you critical thinking, uh, which is something that we need in society mm. nowadays. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Um, so we're going to be talking a lot about this idea of like what's <coughs> happening in the world today and how uncertain things can be and how you cope with that. Some strategies and methods of that you've been teaching people to deal to use to deal with that um but you mentioned before like obviously hex is important uh, and that's a consideration for students but what are some of the other things maybe from an investing lens mm-hmm. that you've been dealing with lately like a lot of people coming through investmart and the boot camp what have they been asking you yeah there's a lot of people who do come to us and they ask us questions um like is now the right time to invest mm. and to be fair that's something they'll ask us you know when the market's going up or down yeah, I, um, I don't think anyone stops asking that question at no. any point in the cycle. Yeah, and I think the the reality of that is no one really knows when is the best time. Uh, like you look at all the experts and pundits and they'll come back to you with the advice of, you know, now is always the good time. And as long as you have the right goal, time frame, uh, and your risk profile or risk tolerance, um, and then add to it bit by bit. And... You know, the only problem with that is because it's such generic information, a lot of people don't find that attractive and they think it's just, um, you know, like we are talking about before, how you dust the books off. It's just, you know, information you trot out. But it's actually been proven that if you follow that mindset, have a plan and then diversify as well, uh, you're going to be much better off than someone who doesn't do that. So when we have people come to us and ask us questions like, um, you know, I'm, I'm worried at the moment because 
I mean, it's 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 quite odd because during the pandemic, we had the flip side where interest rates were really low. Uh, a lot of people who are in the retirement phase were looking at their uh, interest-bearing uh, investments and they were saying, it's that low that I need to take extra risk in equities mm. in order to get a higher return. And now there's people coming saying, um, you know, I'm too high in that. I need to change it completely, go back to a smaller amount. So there's always that balance of trying to find an in-between to suit all situations. And it does come back down to that gold timeframe risk profile. Um, the other thing is trying to put it into perspective. Like a lot of people, they're always focused in the now. And that's the worst thing to do when it comes to investing. Um, I can be guilty of it myself. Like I'll check my share portfolio each. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say each week, but each day sometimes. Oh, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do that more. I mean, look, this is my defense to that because um, I hold a lot of the ETFs that intelligent investor um, manage. Um, you know, I like to be, I guess, a, abreast yeah. of what the price is and what's happening with it. So it's part of the job. It's part of the job. So that's my reason why I break <laughs> that rule. Um, but just the idea that, you know, over even the last, what, 20, 30 years, we've had numerous crashes and they've recovered. Um, and each time it tends to be the case that generally speaking, the market does, uh, you know, recover to where it was, if not go higher over time as well. And, you know, Warren Buffett talks about uncertainty. He literally lists off all the different, you know, ever since like World War I, um, the, the, the De Great Depression, for example, all the different other events. And he talks about there's always going to be periods of uncertainty. So as soon as you can accept that, then I think that does help. And it does tie it into that longer term mindset where, you know, you try not to look at every day mm. unless you have to. Uh, and then you, you know, have a plan where you can refer back to, have some fail safes in there. Like we have a lot of people who perhaps are not suited to a certain risk profile mm. and they say, well, what should I do? You know, should I just not invest? And that's an option. Some people perhaps maybe shouldn't. They should just put their money into a bank account and earn the lowest rate of return possible, but it's risk-free so they won't lose it. Um, but for some people, they might need to have a bit more liquid cash on hand so that you know if they do get a bit worried, then at least they've got a bigger reserve there to rely upon or just choose a lower risk profile. So you might be suited to a growth, but maybe dial it back to a balanced, mm -hmm. for instance. Um, I like the, the thing you said before about a lot of people have their... Uh a lot of people are stuck in the current and why it's such a bad thing for investing because a lot of people take some years to figure this out but what you when you invest now you don't get today's or last year's return you get next year's and the year after and the year after and a lot of people can't think that way hmm. a lot of people can't think well if everyone's panicking now maybe next year they're not going to be panicking so i should stay here yeah yeah and that's that's just like unless you add some sort of plan or you have the experience probably trials and tribulations in there um, you just don't get it. Mm. So how do, I guess, w w you mentioned dollar cost averaging before and this big thing that Kate and I talk about, how how do you do that in this environment? And I think one of the things that people would say is I don't have as much money because I'm paying a, more on my mortgage. I'm um, like iceberg lettuce is going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Shop. yeah, so how do, you, how do you do that? Like how do you maintain perspective? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, my mum called me yesterday and was telling me how a block of cheese is thirteen dollars. No, yeah, we had that in the office the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had someone say the same thing. Yeah, and I, I was feel like, like blocks of cheese have always felt expensive. Like it's, it's like record. It's like record inflation for dairy. Oh yeah, yeah, and I was just uh, amazed because I buy the sliced ones, which are very <laughs> uneconomical. <laughs> um, so I could cut back there, perhaps, and you know, use that money for investing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good point. Like, how do we go about? Like giving, I guess, practical information to people. Yeah. Like one of the biggest things I find is having, this is where I think education slots in really well, because the reality is that if you want to get investing and you don't have much uh, spare cash to do so, uh, you obviously need to look at your budget and saving. Mm. I know you've had Effie Zahos on before and she's the queen of yeah. budgeting and saving. Yeah, um, we've had a few few episodes of her with yeah, lots and lots of savings tips. Yeah. Well, we've actually just added to the boot camp um, a brand new module, module one, which is budgeting and saving. And it's been written with her. A lot of her advice is in there. And 
it's it's hard to make it really exciting because it's very uh, logical, a yeah. lot of it. And we touch base on, you know, even like Scott Pape's um, approach as well, uh, the other different methods that you can use to try and make it easier. But I guess at the end of the day, if you are trying to free up extra money to invest, you definitely need to look at your budget, where money's going and, and things like that. So, I mean, it, it comes down to, again, I feel like that's where education does slot in perfectly. It fills that gap um, because you can go to a financial advisor and pay uh, money for financial advice and they'll tell you the same thing. Mm. You know, you need to look at your budget. Let's let's do it together. That's what you're paying them for. They'll sit with you and spend the time to go through what investments suit you in your personal situation, mm. which is, you know, invaluable. It's a really good idea, but most Australians can't afford that. It's, I think, about average of $3,500 for a statement of advice at the moment mm. uh, and an ongoing is around about $5,000 per year. So that's when the robo advice comes in, which is what investment does. Yeah. Um, and the idea I think is if we have a lot more education, letting people know what to look out for, they can make that choice themselves, whether they go with robo advice and get it much cheaper uh, and you know maybe the same result or they go to a you know financial planner. Yeah. And that's the thing, you can give someone a perfect strategy you can give them all the tools and information. We can talk about different ways to research ETFs, but if you don't put that time in to educate yourself and build your own self-confidence, it's very hard to actually execute or make a decision on any of these areas. And mm, mm. Do you have any sort of ideas or strategies for someone that's listening that's gone, okay, I know what I want to do, I've written my plan, but I kind of am stuck on taking that next step? Yeah, it's uh, that's. Um, I guess it falls down to that almost uncertainty as well. A lot of people will want to wait until mm. they've got all the information at hand and they'll keep waiting and waiting until they get more and more. And I, I had lunch with Effie a while ago and she even mentioned that sometimes she does that herself. She has all this information at hand and she'll, you know, wait too long before she leaps. And, you know, it's something that can be difficult. Like you have to accept the fact that you'll never have the full information. And by the time that you do, that opportunity has passed. But you could also, you know, start to look at what is holding you back. Is it holding you back in other areas of life as well? Is it something you should probably even talk to someone about? Are you someone who, you know, hesitates on other opportunities in your life, whether it's different jobs or different other, you know, career choices and things like that? I feel like the plan, again, um, if you've got a really detailed plan and you've got your almost like triggers in there of when you want to get invested and you meet them, that's a very visual and physical thing. So you're literally going through it and seeing tick, tick, tick. Um, I, I've met those requirements. Why haven't I invested? And I think then go from there. Mm. Um, I was reading just the other day, actually. I pulled out one of the old psychology books and <laughs> talking about- One of your uni textbooks. Yeah, which I paid for <laughs> and it's on my hex debt. <laughs> just, you know, it's indexing crazily away. <laughs> That book, that book's probably worth about two hundred dollars now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's out of date. Um, you know, it's all the uh, old psychiatric illnesses are no longer in existence. But um, yeah, it's talking about even like um, cognitive behavioral therapy about how you can sort of try and understand the emotions that you're going through, and then even question them and sort of say, uh, you know, is this rational? Like, am I actually thinking rationally? And when you go through that process, you can sometimes you know get a breakthrough and and a bit of insight and realize, well, I am being irrational, you know, why am I holding back? And then hopefully that helps as well. Mm. Can you just maybe, I love that, by the way, dusting off the old books. I've got a few old psychology books at home. I, just, I love it. Um, can you just maybe just briefly, for anyone that liked the sound of what you said about robo-advice, um, can you just explain, like, how do you explain what it is and what it does? Like, if you're just explaining to a family member or a client or a friend what it actually does, can you just explain that in simple terms? Yeah, it's a it's a good idea because a lot of people um, maybe don't understand what it's designed to do, who yeah. it's for. So at the end of the day, um, you know, it's we we work in the realm of general product advice. And I remember last time we were talking about that, how some people don't even understand what that means. Yeah. Um, so obviously when you go and see a financial planner, you're getting personal financial advice, like literally sitting there hearing, you know, how many kids do you have? 
Um, oh, you, you walk on crutches. How did that happen? You got an illness. Um, how long do you want to work for? All these very personal questions. But in the robo-advice area, it's very general. So they tend to have a suite of products like InvestMart does. So we'll have like diversified uh, portfolios where it'll range from the standard like conservative um, up to high growth. And they're made up of ETFs mostly? Yeah. So there's ETFs inside. So they're all split up um, into different asset classes. So like Aussie equities, for example, we'll go and buy the uh, ASX 200. Like we literally go and purchase um, the BlackRock iShares ASX 200, which has the ticker code IOZ. So anyone can do it. Next favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they've recently dropped their management fee as well. So, you know, uh, party time, I guess. (laughs) But it's good though, because it makes everything um, so much cheaper, even for our clients as well. Um, So we have like, those portfolios that are made up of ETFs, which again further diversify, it's like a uh, a dream within a dream, like the inception type hmm. approach. So it's diversified and then even further diversified again. Um, and we'll basically ask some very general questions, you know, like, do you have a goal? Um, what's your time frame to reach that goal? Um, do you know what your risk profile is? And the idea is that because you don't have, um, you know, like a personal uh financial type uh, employee sitting there giving that information, that brings the costs down as well. Um, Because a lot of it's automated as well. So when it comes to actually managing the portfolios, um, it doesn't require too much labor. So that brings the costs down again. Um, It's basically a way that's come up, I guess, to even sort of not challenge, but to work alongside personal financial advice. Um, where you can come to a robo-advisor, key in some information, and it will present a suite of products that you know you might be interested in. Mm. But the, um, I guess the key thing that we do, like in even Ron Hodge, our CEO, he really uh, started InvestSmart because he believed that you, know, you could get the same result, if not better, with uh, robo-advice type products like the InvestSmart professionally managed accounts. Keep the fees down. It stays in your pocket. Uh, we talk about the you know compounding growth where if it stays in your pocket in your investment portfolio, it's going to grow much faster because it's invested in ETFs that give distributions like income, interest. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the the thing that was nothing against financial advisors. Mm. They, they definitely serve a role. And I was lucky enough to have a, where, a webinar with Drew Meredith yeah. um, from Waddle Partners. He was recently on our Q&A episode yeah, of the was. podcast. Yeah, he was. He's getting famous, Drew. Yeah, he's, getting, he's so famous. Yeah, well, he came on ours and he's extra famous now. But, <laughs> um, but you know, even talking to him, like he's got such uh, a wealth of knowledge. And when you go and see him, you know, you'll get your money's worth and you'll uh, benefit from his, you know, experience and knowledge, ability to explain it in simple terms. Because that's one big thing that people probably get a bit put off with uh, investing is, and like we're trying to, to do it now, like even break down the barriers, explain concepts. Uh, we do that with the boot camp. So you're paying him for that advice and it's good advice. Uh, or you can come to a robo advisor if you've got a better idea of what you're after, mm. what you're hoping to achieve. And then, you know, you, you don't pay as much. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you could you could just get the recipe and you put it together yourself. Yeah. 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 And Tom, Self-serve, I, like I feel it. like the question, we did a debate a few years ago on the podcast, like mm. the pros and cons of robo-advice. And I know people really enjoyed that. And it's probably time for a repeat this year where Owen and I went head to head on the, yeah, the topic. Yeah. But uh, yep. if someone's listening and going, well, Tom, I could just do this myself. I can just open up a brokerage account. I can just buy the ETFs. I, why would I pay extra mm. for someone like InvestSmart or another robo-advice company to help manage that for me? What yeah. would be your sort of key points there? Yeah, it's a very good question. And we get asked this uh, by clients all the time. Um, and even Ron, um, our CEO, he's always said to us that if you can do it cheaper than us and you've got the time and the knowledge, do it. Like, you know, why would you pay us extra? And the reason why you pay us extra is because, you know, if you're not too sh- certain about how to go about investing, um, if you're not too certain about, one thing we do is that we keep all those asset classes in a portfolio within certain ranges or weightings, so percentages. So, you know, with like a high growth, it's going to be mostly made up of equities in the pie graph. That's yeah. the 
the pie slice. I'm just trying to represent that. I'm not trying to like. <laughs> um, and the the reality is that you know those markets fluctuate. Yeah. Um, they'll go up and they'll go down. And if you're someone who's doing it yourself, you got to keep an eye on that. Maybe not daily. Uh, maybe <laughs> like a weekly or monthly check in. But the reality is, you still have to do that yourself. So you've got to sit down at the, your brokerage account. Work out what's the industry benchmark for, say, Australian equities in a high-growth portfolio, and then decide, okay, do I trim a bit off or do I buy a bit more or do I then go and put it into international equities? To, so we call that rebalancing, and we do that for you. It's all done uh, automatically from our end. And when we buy and sell the equities, um, we literally pass on institutional brokerage. So most people, when they go to Comsec, NabTrade, um, they might pay anywhere from ten dollars to you know fifty dollars depending on the size of their trade um through us i think it's as low as four dollars 95 um to do the brokerage so we do all of that we keep an eye on it we make sure that it stays in line with your instructions so you could literally and we have some clients who are um very well disciplined where they will just continually add uh you know we set up a direct debit so it's a regular contribution just going into their account like their super does. On a monthly basis? On a monthly basis. So like the 15th of every month, mm -hmm. we can take it out of their account or they can send us money anytime and just top up their account. And they don't have to worry about sitting there and going through and you know mm. finding the code, adding to it, paying brokerage, making sure it stays within the, the right balance. Uh, we do all of that for them. We also provide the uh, tax statements at the end of the year. So it's in a consolidated form. You can literally... Uh, you know, grab it or it's all electronic, obviously. Um, <laughs> some people print it out. Virtually grab it and uh, send it to your accountant. That's it. Yeah, some people do. Some people actually print it out, send it to the accountant. <laughs> the accountant's like, could you just give it to me in the CSV or Excel? Yep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we that's what we do. Um, you know, we think we're quite good at it. We think we charge a pretty reasonable fee. I think we're still only the only uh, capped fee, um, you know, professionally managed account provider in Australia. So we we charge 0.55% per annum. And then as soon as your balance gets to $100,000, the the fee hits a cap. So it stops at $550 per year. Um, and you could put in another 100,000 uh, and you'd still only pay 550 per year or a yeah. million and you'd still only pay 550. So that difference, it's staying uh, in your pocket, in your investment account getting the benefit of compound return, and everything's getting done for you. Yeah, so the management fee is capped and you'd just be paying the ETF internal management fees and brokerage at that point. That's right, yeah. So, you know, if you were to hold it yourself through your own share trading account, you'd still pay those uh, ETF fees to, say, BlackRock or to Vanguard. That doesn't change. You need know, to hold it through us or through, um, you know, your share broker or through them directly. Um, but we do have our management fee on top, which looks after the whole, uh, you know, rebalancing, waiting, access to the, the platform itself. Um, you know, the option then to speak to someone like me or uh, one of the other team that's on board. Um, yeah, and just, you know, get general advice. Yeah. Yeah, you touched on something interesting, which was the the regular contribution plan and the fact that it was automatically invested and something we've discussed a lot on the show in the last six months because we've just been in love with the idea of automating our finances in as many areas as possible where it's beneficial mm. and things. We There's a few areas we talked about where it might not be as beneficial like some of those bills where you might actually be better shopping around. But are you able to share a bit about how you see the regular contribution plans and building habits mm. as a really important part of people's finances? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best example I can always use is superannuation in Australia because we all uh, you know, have to do that and it just keeps getting added uh, on a fairly regular basis. I think it's quarterly. Uh, some employers yeah, do it. You can do it monthly or quarterly, yeah. And I think they're actually ATOs thinking about introducing uh, or making it a monthly um, contribution instead. So that happens behind the scenes. You know, the best thing is that over time, if the market's up, you know, sure, you might buy more expensive. When it's down, you buy cheaper, but you're continually adding at different price points and it's happening. You know, you're not aware of it. Well, you are aware of it, but you're um, not paying as much attention. Mm. So it's just happening behind the scenes, going along. It's already factored in. And it's the same thing with your own personal investment. So outside of super. So if you've got that set up, um, it's automated. It's going to happen regularly. 
you, you almost factor it into your life. Um, you start to just automatically, it builds a habit. One of the best examples uh, I can sort of add to that is we've got a product called Fund Later. Um, and what it allows you to do is if you've got, um, you know, $4,000, you can come to us and actually we'll lend you the remaining amount, which is 6000 in order to get into an investment portfolio or a managed account. And then you just pay off that uh, $6,000 non-recourse loan over 20 months and it's $325 per month. So at the end of the 20 months, you've paid it off. You own the entire portfolio. You can do with it what you please. And we're finding that a lot of people that use that product keep paying that 325 because it's built a habit over 20 months. And they just you know leave their BPAY payment, the automatic one switched on. They don't know or they don't notice it because it's already factored into their, their daily life, into their budget, and it continues. So they find that their account grows bigger and bigger and bigger compounding return um but that's 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 definitely like one of the benefits of regular contributions has it been a lot of people taking up fun later there has yeah yeah there has um, I remember we spoke about it on the show with evan i think it was yeah, yeah. recently after it launched last year i think yeah 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 um we're sort of still uh getting it out there a lot on social media letting people know that it, it exists um one of the biggest i guess you know concerns that some people have is that if they get invested and then the market drops, uh, you know, are they going to be in trouble with us or are they going to, you know, be caught out? And first of all, it's like a non-recourse loan. So it means that the actual securities we buy, the ETFs, um, you know, if you had to leave for some reason, um, you know, we will sell that to cover off the loan. And, you know, if there is something left over, but we don't chase you for it. We don't sort of mm. take you to bankruptcy court or, or something like that. We literally say, okay, you know, we've sold off the assets. That was the remainder. Investmart takes the risk. The reality is that it's a long-term investment. So most people realize that they're going to be invested for, you know, five years or more. Um, so, you know, if you are someone who thinks that it's going to be invested for a year or two, then fund later isn't suitable for you. Um, but that's, that's one way in which we try and help people get past that $10,000 minimum. And once you're in it, all the dividends that are paid into the portfolio, they are yours. Um, and when you pay off the entire loan amount, then you know, you'll find that they're already added into your portfolio as well. Hmm. It's interesting, the idea of treating investing like a bill, just one of those, yeah, like you pay a- your mortgage, you pay your phone bill, you also pay your investing bill in air quotes and putting a specific amount on it every month. I mm. know with one of my regular contributions, it's that set $200 that I put aside in an account every month and it just happens. Mm. And I've been doing it for so many years now that it just has to happen. I don't I don't miss the date. It yeah. just, it's it's interesting. The more you do it, the more you go, okay, this is something I do every month. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And it just reminds me of um, when I was chatting to Effie once, and she's probably written this in her book and all the savings tips, but she said to me, Australians are really good at paying off debt, um, but we're really bad at saving. Hmm. So the idea is that when we're almost forced to have an obligation, we can do it. But if we're told, oh, you should put, you know, uh, 325 away each month to invest, a lot of us, you know, just go, oh, not really. So that can also work in, uh, you know, their favor as well. So if you've got that obligation set up, you, like, we, we make sure that you know how much it is. Uh, we tell you the schedule on the platform uh, and you just keep adding to it. But you're already invested, you've already got $10,000 invested and you're just paying it off as it goes. So that $10,000 is already in the market. It's working for you. So mm. hopefully it'll go up uh, in terms of you know capital growth and obviously income as well. Can you just, there's one final thing um, I want to cover on this. Is Can you just confirm the, like how the, the fee works? Because there's a fee that's for this obviously, mm. which is fine. Is that a fixed fee or is it like variable? Does that change over time? It's a, a fixed fee. So uh, over the 20 months, it's what we call a facility fee mm-hmm. and it's $25. Mm-hmm. So if per you month. were Yeah, per month. Yeah. yeah. So the $300 will go towards the, paying off the loan amount and the $25 uh, is a fee uh, to actually offer the service and, and okay. offer fun later. So it's principal and interest, similar if I'm thinking home loan style, the 300 is going to the principal. Yeah, yeah, 300 will go to the the, the actual loan repayment. Yep. Yeah. So, um, the thing is though, we find a lot of people will want to pay it off early. Like 
they, I don't know whether they come to us as already good savers and good budgeters, um, but we tend to find a lot of people, instead of paying three twenty-five per month, they'll put six twenty-five in. So that extra three hundred is reducing the number of loan repayments. Mm. So they might pay it off twice as fast. So over that ten-month period, they've only paid that twenty-five dollars to us, uh, you know, ten times. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being twenty uh, lots of that twenty-five, yeah. uh, it reduces. So that's an option as well. Um, and then you could do it again if you wanted to keep. I'm assuming we're, we're looking at introducing like a redraw, so that if you want to then get another six thousand dollar loan, you can. Um, it's in the pipeline. They're just okay. trying to work out some of the the fine details with that, um, but it, it is in the pipeline because we only recently opened it up to other account types. Um, just for a long time, it was uh, just like joint and uh, individuals. Mm. But mm. you could just set up a, a regular contribution yeah, plan if you want to keep that. Oh yeah, yeah that absolutely. habit alive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of us, uh, you know, giving them the option again of that six thousand dollar loan, um, yeah, it's something that we're we're trying to figure out the the details for. Because I think it's a good. A lot of people want to get more exposure to the market, mm. particularly if the market starts to go up. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you can get in. Um, I mean, you know, we don't always know the right time to buy, but um, you know, at the moment the market seems like it's in a good place. Like if you were to get in now, yeah. then hopefully over time it would go up at a lower level. I mean, I can't pick it. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> um, we don't, we don't know about market timing, but the idea is that the share market is, it's fair to say, is down. Mm. So you're getting better, more value for money. That's just a simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. So, I mean, the regular contributions help too because you're obviously trying to, you know, not time the market and you're getting in at different points all over the place and then they'll smooth out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, an option. Yeah. yeah. And on top of regular contributions, because people are feeling a little bit uncertain, there's a bit of volatility right now, and we really want to focus on investing for a long period of time and staying invested and not jumping out and jumping back in again on a regular basis. What are you, Do you have any strategies or ways we can hack our brain to stay stay invested and ride things out at the moment? Yeah, that's a, it's a really good question. Um, one of the biggest things I guess you can tell people is the consequences of uh, jumping in and jumping out because of your, you know, panicking. Um, and there's some great examples where we saw in March 2020 when the market did drop because of uh, the COVID pandemic, uh, we had some people who saw the market drop and it's it's really important to remember that it's like a house, I guess, or any asset. Um, the share market's unique in that, you know, it's constantly uh, updating the price and you can see a very quick representation of what it's worth. But that's only just a, uh, I guess, like a valuation. Like you haven't taken a loss until you decide to sell it at that price. Mm. Um, and that's the same with a house. Like, you know, it will drop in price, but a lot of people won't tend to, go and sell it just because it's dropped in value. There's a real distinct difference, which I find really interesting. Mm. Um, so what we try and say is to, to some people, like if they sell it at the bottom, a lot of people will be like, oh, look, I intend to get back into the market, but when it yeah. returns to normal, they always say that. Yeah. They always say that. And the thing is, um, you know, the first thing I, I ask is, oh, okay, when, when's that? And they'll say, oh, well, you know, when it goes back up to where it was. And it's like, okay, so you're going to sell at the very bottom. You're going to take the loss pay brokerage. So that's the other thing. There's always a transaction cost to like getting in or out of something. And, yeah. Taxes uh, if there's a tax. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Capital gains. If you, you know, did happen to buy lower, but it's dropped, it's still a bit higher. Um, and then when you go to get back in, you're going to pay brokerage again. You're going to pay at a higher price. So your assets have to, to actually work harder to try and get above that point again. But the other thing is you miss out on potential dividends. Like there's a lot of clients that um, you know, they did the the right thing in the sense of long-term investing, stayed the course. And in that period where they stayed in the market, their uh, investments returned, you know, to where they were and actually went a little bit higher. And they also uh, were able to receive income because of that. So they got dividends, interest. Um, so we try and tell people about that. But the other way too is, again, comes down to that plan, referring to it, understanding it's long-term. The market, the share market or any kind of market, I guess, is going to have volatility. Like it's always going to have volatility if you can accept that. And that's what you're doing. You're literally, uh, it's that risk reward. You're, you're investing in something that is volatile because if it wasn't, if it was just a straight line going up, um, 
you know, the amount of risk drops, the amount of reward would drop as well. So mm. I guess telling people that there's other techniques too, like, um, you know, even to go so far as like visualization, um, mm -hmm. it's a bit out there, but the idea is that you've got your goal, your time frame, your plan, but if you can sort of even visualize and picture, you know, what it might be like at the end of that five year period, get the feelings in your body. Mm. Um, it's like NLP. I don't know if you heard of that before, neuro-linguistic programming. Mm. No. Um, so the idea is that you can trick your brain into uh, feeling a certain way. So uh, we can actually access like images or, you know, videos in our mind and we can change the way we feel about them. So if you can visualize, say, the end of that five year, mm. um, you know, you've got your plan there and you can visualize that, you know, you've reached your goals, you've stayed the course because you're, you know, disciplined. Um, that could be a helpful method as well. And there's, there's so much written about it uh, mm. on the internet. Like, I probably won't go into too much detail, <laughs> but... Um, is there any books that you particularly like on this topic? There is. There's um there's a ton of books, actually. Um, the, um, the actual NLP was created by uh, Richard Bandler, who was a mathematician. And he got involved with a, uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist that used to use this to help treat, um, you know, mental illness in people. And he realized he could apply it to everyday life. But there's so much more, like in terms of visualization. There's um, another book out by a psychiatrist. Uh, her name's, I think it's Tara Swart. Um, I can't remember the name of the book. I actually just got a hold of it the other I'll day. Look it up for you. Oh, thanks. Um, and it's fantastic. She started treating people in her clinic about, uh, you know, with, uh, say, personality disorders and things like that using visualization. Um, and it's, you know, got a lot of goal setting, different names, of course. And um, she found that she had such a good response to that, that she had, you know, patients improving that she left treating patients to actually go and talk about it in terms of how it can help. Um, Is that it? That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. So, it has the title of the source, um, <laughs> the secrets of the universe, the science of the brain. Um, so that you know, a lot of people might think it falls into a pseudoscience of um, law of attraction, but she points out there's actually parts of our brain, um, such as the reticular activation system, which sits at the back, and it's designed that when we were cavemen. Uh, or cave women, uh, cave people, and <laughs> we would say, okay, I need to get the berries today. Uh, I'm going to go out there and, and see what happens. So they'd go out foraging and walking around, run away from some big hairy creatures, uh, and then they'd see at the corner of the, the berries, and they would be like, oh, that's great. You know, I was thinking about it, and here they are. And it's the idea of when we, say, want to buy like a, a red BMW um, we just start seeing it all the time. Do you notice like yeah. things like that? And it's because we've put it into our brain. We've told our brain subconsciously, be on the lookout for that. Um, we tend mm -hmm. to notice it. So the idea, the science behind it from her, uh, you know, she's like a, a medical doctor. Um, she's saying that, you know, science can explain it. Um, some people call it law of attraction. You think of it and then it happens. But she's saying that, you know, there actually is parts of the brain that, that helps us uh, achieve that. Mm. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people do that all the time. And a lot of coaches and obviously psychologists use this technique nowadays. A mm. uh, way you can do it with your goals is, um, I've said in the past that like one of the things I want to do with money is buy a farm. Mm. So what I do regularly is I actually look at farms like on real estate or domain. I actually look for them regularly, even if I'm not in the market. And I might even go to inspections every now and again. Yep. Uh, even though, again, I'm not in the market, I'm just visualizing what it would be like. And it yep. just reminds me to check in with that goal and visualize what it would be like. Mm. Uh, and that's more powerful than anything, to I, be honest. I completely agree. Because your brain can't tell the difference mm. between you actually having it uh, and, and actually thinking about it. And if you can do exercises, like actually physically attend a farm, do an inspection, imagine living there, then that's like way above just even sitting still and thinking about it. Mm. Um, the F1 is in Melbourne at the moment. Um, and there was another book, which I read a long time ago, um, that really got me into, I guess, going back to uni and I did like commerce first and thinking about all the things I wanted to do when I got older. Um, it's called The Winner's Bible. And- 
Hmm. I know, it's, and it's not religious, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who wrote that either, which is annoying. But I'll look it up for you, Tom. I'm here to help. Oh, uh, yep. What have we got? So he's a New Zealander. Kerry Spackman. Kerry Spackman. Doctor. Yeah. So he's yeah. a neuro, uh, a neuroscientist, and he actually used to work with a lot of the F1 drivers. And what he would do is he would have them visualize winning the race and what it would feel like and uh, what they picture in their mind. And um, he had a lot of success with that. So he put it in book form, as most people tend to do. And um, he basically, you know, makes you put together either a physical or electronic uh, book with all different pictures where you've visualized them, you, you know, feel like you're in the, the picture. Um, the exact same way with the farm. Like he would probably say that's an excellent technique. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, it's goal setting. It's having a plan. He uses the word Bible because some people, you know, think or they believe that that's their, uh, you know, life plan. They can follow that and they'll do well. Um, and it ties into investing perfectly because what we ask you to do, even in the boot camp course we run, um, we literally say the most important thing is that plan. Um, you know, because if you, you know, and at least follow something, fall back on it, you've got something to work off. Mm. And we talked about this before we started recording. There is actually a coupon code that's active, RASC50. Is that what it is? That's right. Yeah, RASC50. Um, it's still the same one as last time we spoke about it. And it gives um, anyone who enters that uh, code uh, onto the course when they go to buy it, there's a little spot that says have a coupon. You click that, type in RASC50. Rask five zero and you get fifty percent off. Yeah, and so boot camps with you and Effie, and it's everything you need to know about basics of budgeting, investing, and getting started. That's it. Yeah, we talk about ETFs, what they actually are. Try and break it down very straightforward. Um, and we to do the course, we've relied upon um, people like Effie Zahos, um, Alan Kohler. Um, you also got Paul Clithrow uh, running, who's our chairman at Investmart, uh, Evan Lucas as well. We do four live webinars uh, over the course of four weeks, and you can watch ones in case you miss them. You can ask questions, but you also get access to the subscription services on Intelligent Investor and Eureka Report. So there's four weeks access to that. And Intelligent Investor, for example, um, like I'm on there daily looking at all their stock tips and recommendations, <laughs> um, and even understanding how to be a better value investor, because they've got so much um, they literally publish all their research and talk about why we think this will happen, why this is a good thing, why this is a bad thing. And each time I read something like that, it's just like having one of the analysts with you uh, telling you their secrets. Yeah, it's quite unique in that way. They actually talk through their mistakes as well and where they think they went wrong in their behavioral biases or their calculations mm. or things just changed in the industry and there's a very active comment section oh, too. Yeah, very active. I yes. always find it quite entertaining because some of those members have been around for 20 plus years and mm. so mm. they've always got a lot to say. Yeah. We should mention, just in case anyone's wondering, uh, even though you put in that coupon code, RAS doesn't benefit from that. Like InvestMart is a long-term sponsor of the show, but we don't benefit in any way from coupon codes and that sort of stuff. It's all savings to you if you're listening or watching. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, we're all about trying to get uh, as many people are educated about investing. Um, at the end of it, you're not obliged to to keep signed up to any of the subscription services. They actually automatically end unless you choose to to go ahead with it. Mm. Um, and you're not obliged to invest through InvestSmart. We've actually got a lot of free tools on the website that lets you compare uh, different funds, uh, different ETFs, looking at mm. shares. Um, we're just trying to make it as easy as possible. We think we do a good job, mm. um, but that will be up to the the, Up to everyone to decide. That's it. Yeah. And that you can let Tom know directly what you think. <laughs> yeah. And we do, like a lot of people who do the course, like I was saying, they, um, I, I love it because uh, the feedback they give us, and it's one of the reasons we added a budgeting and saving module, and we're going to keep adding other things. Um, uh, a lot of people give feedback. We, we really take it on board and try to improve it to make it the easiest, straightforward, comprehensive course. So it's, you know, it's a hard balance. But um, some of the things where we might have in the pipeline is even doing some kind of intelligent investor value investing course. Because mm. a lot of people say, how do I value shares? Mm. And like, there's obviously the ratios that we can all use, price to earnings ratio, et cetera. But the, those guys have a different criteria on top of that. Uh, you know, is the director or the CEO, do they have skin in the game? Do they actually own part of the company? What do they sell? So 
um, you know, we're, we're talking about that, trying to work out a way in which we could have a secondary, more advanced course for those people who want to do it. Mm. All right. Well, Tom, I think we want to wrap this up today. So what is the number one thing you want to leave listeners with? And I'll give you maybe two or three sentences to say it in. I think always, uh, you know, with education, um, you can always learn more. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And, uh, you know, by doing some education, you're going to get a much wider idea of what you know and, and what you don't know. So it's education. If I had a bullet down to one word, education. Education. Well, yeah, we're big we like believers that. of education here. And if you do want to ask a question after listening to this, hit Tom up with Bootcamp. You've got the code in the show notes, or you can click on the link to ask us a question for our next Q&A episode as well mm. in the show notes. And of course, it's always fun. It's always fun. It's always fun answering questions. So uh, get in contact. Well, this is heaps of fun, Tom. Thanks for joining us in the studio again. Thanks so much for having me. It's a great time. And Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.